Okay, we're, we're finishing up in Halacha Aleph, Sim Kovita Halacha Aleph. So we talk about two different things that, that are, that, that one part of the question is related, and that's what's connected to our din, beer and sake. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly. But sake. Sake, okay. Yes, yes. Um, so first we'll do beer. Right, so first we'll do beer. Uh, beer, beer the, the, the obvious reason to talk about beer in this din is because, of course, because uh, it talks about shekhar, the whole thing is all about different types of shekhar, but more specifically is because, um, let, let, let's just give a reminder, this is an old screen you've seen from beforehand, from the beginning, our introduction, that the way you make beer is you take barley, <coughs> uh, the barley gets broken down into, into what we'll call sugar, in, in non-scientifically, we'll call it a sugar, add yeast to it, makes alcohol, um, that's how you, you have alcohol, and then if you add hops um, to the alcohol, end up with what we call beer. Okay, and, and if you remember the chart, the point being is that everything, the, the green on the bottom, the sugar and the sugar turning and yeast turning to alcohol, that's every single alcoholic beverage. Um, the, the, what you put in barley is how you get the sugar, that depends on the, what you're trying to make. You'll see later then... the hops actually make alcohol? Uh-huh, yeah, oh, or before. I, I, I put it there, I didn't mean it the, the time that you put it in, what I mean is it's a flavoring game, it has nothing to do with the making of the alcohol. Hops don't become alcohol. Hops is just a flavoring. I'm sorry, how do barley or sugar become into sugar? It gets broken down. Barley is a starch. In the case of barley, you just put it into warm water and it begins to break down by itself. It's like, it's like turning, it, it begins, the fan, it, it germinates. It's like, it's like corn becoming corn syrup. Um, barley, it, it starts to grow, so to speak, and it turns itself into... No, it won't work in your house because in your house they've taken off too much of the outside. It won't work. If you take re- regular barley and you put it into water, um, warm water, that's what happens. Yeah, it turns, in, turns into, into a sweet syrup, like malt syrup. Like if you think Gushin, that's what malt syrup is. Yeah, that, that sweet syrup is malt or like a malt in your ice cream. Okay, and so that's that's how you that's how you make beer. Okay, this is this is an old screen. This is how you, this is how you make beer. Okay. So we're going to see, I'm going to do, we're going to do it quickly, we're not going to, you'll see, we're not going to talk about the details, because there are six questions that a person has to think about in making beer. And the first one, um, and the first one is, is the connection to Aradin, aside from, again, that, that talks about Sheikh or all over the place. And the first one is, um, is there a question of Bishlakim? Okay, in order, there's a cooking of that barley gets cooked, gets heated up to make it usable, and um, the, the, this din is the place where people talk about it. And that Gemara, the Tosis, and that Gemara talk about why is it not Bishlakim? If the people cooked, if the people cooked the barley to make this product, why is it not Bishlakim? So briefly, um, the reason this Tosis gives two reasons brought here in Pesach, but we also is either because um, beer is not Eilu Shochalachim, or because the beer is considered a tuffle to the water. Um, just like, like Tosis, just like you make a shahakal on beer, you don't make a mizunis on beer. The, it's considered to be flavored water rather than a extract from the beer, and the extract from the barley, and therefore, um, for those two reasons, um, it doesn't need bishlachim for both those same reasons. It's a Shailin Peskin, which one is... So they talk about it, so the re- what I'm, we're going to say it briefly is because when we go to Sim Kufi Gimel, halacha, sort of Aleph, but also Beis and Gimel, chapter 28, if you have the book, uh, is, uh, we spoke about it then, so I'm not going to re- repeat that. Okay, so that's the first thing, the first thing is bishlachim, okay? Okay, the next, the next thing to consider... Yeah, put up a big screen, right? Okay, the next one is... Uh, we're not going to say it again, don't worry. The next one is, if it comes from Eretz Yisrael. Okay, so we always assume that if it comes from Eretz Yisrael, you have to be worried that the barley and the hops could be... have the mitzvahs of police barley, so that you need to be... Uh, um, but 
we've recently been told by someone, a reputable person, um, that, that that's not true, that at least at this point in Eretz Yisrael, the, all the barley and hops is imported from other places. So there may be, we'll see about other general cautious questions, and maybe if there are fancier beers that have other ingredients, you have shines of true measures. But at, at this point, from this reputable person told us, person who lives in Eretz Yisrael, that there's not a concern um, that those things come need have fresh true measures, which was good news. Um, it makes it easier... Um, what would be the factor if it's right or you want more than right? This person may be like it's zero. Like, like it's just not the, the business runs. Okay. I, I, I don't know. Okay. Number three. The third thing is, third thing to think about is, it, aside from putting in barley and hops, you put in yeast. Okay. Now, this question of putting in yeast into something is not specific to beer. Every single alcoholic beverage has yeast in it. Once in a while, the yeast is natural. It grows in the product. Like in wine, you could get yeast off the peel, in theory. In, in certain places, you get the yeast is a natural thing. But just that everybody puts in yeast, um, and that, that's a question. Could you buy beer? What's the question? Is the, is the yeast kosher? Does it make a difference? In Mitzvah Shem, we're going to talk about that in Halacha Vav. Okay? We'll talk about it in Halacha Vav. Okay, so I'm just telling you, that it's, it's, it's not, this is not specific to beer. Everything, that every alcoholic beverage has got yeast in it. Um, Usually it's added. It could be natural to it also. Natural, of course, then you don't have to think about it. Shy about it, but the, in nowadays, almost everybody adds it and they don't take it off the peel. So it has a shy of Okay. Ingredients. The, the, the traditional way to make beer has only four ingredients. As I told you, barley, yeast, hops, and water. Okay, those are the four ingredients to make beer. There's a really long word in German. Hops is a flour. It's a flour that makes the beer beat taste bitter. Okay, so the yeah, hops, it's a, it's a plant. That's the name of the plant. Um, so the, the, this, this, is, this is long German word. The long German word that Akiva can pronounce, if he's not here today, um, um, Akiva can pronounce, which is that you're supposed to make it out of only these four ingredients. Okay, which is fine. These four ingredients are, are relatively straightforward. Some other people have started. What's going on is that some people add other ingredients because they think it makes a better beer. Fine. Some people, what's happened is, is that if you're a little guy and you want to compete with the big guys, then you have to distinguish yourself. Okay, so the big guys are good at making traditional regular beers. If you want to say, no, I'm special because I know how I can do something unusual, um, so then um, part of being unusual is to say, I put in unusual things. Okay, so if you put in simpler things like wheat or uh, uh, different botanical, different kinds of other flowers that give a flavor, uh, Keith was just telling me this morning about a guy who puts in coriander and orange peels. Okay, so coriander and orange peels, I told you. Okay, so the same is things are straightforward enough. So it's different. It's not a regular beer, but it's not, a, it, it, it shouldn't be a cautious question. But um, things get more complicated when people start eating at other things. Like there's a thing called oyster stat. Okay, that's beer made with oysters. Okay, or what? Oh, sorry. Um, Okay, oysters, or there's other ones that are made with milk. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, you can't, can't deal with the technology there. Milk, which, which is, re- now, there's a big, there's actually a difference, just for your curiosity, there's a difference between oyster stat and uh, milk stat. The difference being is that milk has lactose in it. Okay, lactose is a sugar, so in the lactose that you put in there will actually create alcohol. There'll be alcohol made from the lactose. The, the milk will actually, or the, the thing that you put in will actually turn into beer, as opposed to if you put in Oysters, oysters are not going to turn into alcohol. They just give a flavor. Okay. But that's just a technicality. But anyway, so there's other people, people put a flavors into beer. Okay, so... Are they what? Would they put in allergens? Yeah. 
Yeah, it would be out. So what I was going to say to you was, is that these, the kind of people who put these things in, people don't put in oysters and don't tell you about it. Okay? If, you put it, if you go into a whole ASIC to put in oysters, you're going to say, my special beer has got this, you know, I'll say it's got the secret ingredient. Or more likely, I'll tell you what, what it has. It's got crabs, okay? I have crabs or lobsters or all kinds of interesting things that people put in. Okay? It's not a it's potentially, it's not, I can say it's not possible, it is potentially possible, but it's, it's all of a sudden you have to be more alert. You see a thing that says it, that this thing has lobsters in it, that puts in lobsters in it, so then, so then, then that's not such a simple period. <coughs> okay, next thing is, okay, isn't glass, okay, what, what in the world is isn't glass, okay, that, that I believe is a sturgeon, okay, um, not kosher fish. Okay, so isn't, isn't glass is, after you finish making your beer, you have the whole beer is finished, then in the, the, the protein floating around inside the beer, and it makes it cloudy. Okay? It makes the beer look fuzzy, and doesn't look like as clean as it's supposed to look. Okay? As clear as people like it to taste. So there are, you put something in, uh, it's called a flocculant, okay? A flocculant, which is something that what it does like this. It collects all of the protein clumps together, get all the protein to clump together, then the protein falls to the bottom, or falls to the top, and you can get it out. And it makes your beer clear. Okay, so the traditional way to do it was from the bladder of a fish. Um, it's called isinglaz. That's from and sturgeon is a common fish that's used. Sturgeons are not kosher. Um, so isinglaz is the is made from this tray fish. It's made from the tray fish. So um, that also has that has a question to it whether whether that affects the status of the, of the beer. And, and we spoke about that when we went in Hilchus Tulaim in Simpei Dalit Sim Yudgimel. That safer is not out yet. It'll be chapter forty-four. If you're curious, um, that's coming. Um, but we spoke about that then, whether it affects it and whether you're allowed to buy it, whether you're allowed to look So that's another question that there is nowadays. <laughs> now, that, that's a question. Nowadays, it's not so common for people to use isinglis. Um, more people just use chemicals. The chemicals have their own channels in them. Okay, the, the, you know the the flocculants. Okay, and the, the Okay, so you, you can try to, if you can peel any scales off that fish, then you can have it. Okay? I don't think you any off the screen. Okay, I don't believe it's kosher. Okay, and the last one is, and the last is, Caleb issues. Okay, Caleb issues means like this. If the, if the company, your beer is clean, your beer has nothing in it that would have a child. Everything is simple and straightforward. Okay? But, the person before you, the, the beer that they made before you, had oysters in it. Okay? The, the, or had something in it that could potentially make the Caleb trace. So now my, the beer that I'm looking at has, the ingredients are simple. There's no question, none of these questions come up. But, excuse me, but there's a question, the kale that it was made on. You may remember, we dealt with this once, in a very particular case. I keep dealing with this every day. But we dealt with it in a bigger case when Budweiser started making a beer that had clams in it. Okay, and the question was, how that affects all the rest of the beers that they make. Okay, they make all kinds of other beers. So they're regular beer. You say, wait a second, they're regular beer. What could be wrong with it? So wait a second, but because a minute beforehand, they made, they made clams. Um, the, the questions are two parts. One is on the making of it, the parts of the process that are hot, and also they pasteurize it, uh, at least in bigger companies, they pasteurize it, they put it into a can, and then they pasteurize it, they put it in a, in a tunnel pasteurizer. So, so equipment, uh, and, and part of our recommendations for what we, beers we do or don't let have to do with the kale, which is to say is, if, if it looks like the kind of a place where they may have made on the same kale something that uh, would trape up the kale, then that's a, uh, a reason to not recommend the beer, even if the ingredients in this one are straightforward enough. Okay? They now, do like an allergy. So, so in, in thinking about whether the kale will make a difference, okay, there's a couple of things to think about. Okay, the first is, maybe it's bottle. 
Okay, if if the cleanings came up big enough, it's pretty hard to make bleas in a, in a big piece of equipment. The bleas will probably not affect the next food. Okay, so that that depends on the size of the place. Is it a little pub that guy's making this in the back of his uh, store? He's making beer, or is it a huge operation where he's using bigger tanks? Okay, then then there's Hanan. You have to remember the the, the trade beer. It's not pure clams. It's not all made out of lobsters. It's only a small amount of it. So how much does that pull it to the next food? And this is called the parish, which is, let's say there's a certain amount of bottles that it can make trade. Okay, but who said that the bottle that I got is the trade one? Maybe I got the kosher one. Okay, then the, when the company makes, makes a thousand bottles of beer, okay, there's enough beer to make 500 of them trade. So... So, so Hanan plays into that, okay? Hanan plays into that. Okay, so is it just, okay, then there's Hagala. Maybe the company, when they clean up between one product and the next, either for allergies like David said, or just them, they clean up between one and the other, so maybe that qualifies Hagala. Or, last is, maybe it's Ingebay Yermit, okay? Which is, which is, you say, come on, the company's run all the time, but they don't run trade all the time. So they, they may run five days, they may run five days for sure if they close for, for Shabbos, but even after that, they run, even if they run every day of the week, they don't run trade every day of the week. Okay, so these are all kinds of things to think about, which is, even if the Kalemark issue, is it how much of an issue really is? Okay. When they do light beer, there are other ingredients. There are, there are potentially other ingredients. The light itself would not, is not what makes a difference. No, it's not going to make a difference. Okay, that's a good point. I should throw that. Okay. Okay. Right now, we're, we're, we're just like Weimar, we're safe at this point. No, no, you have some problems. Okay. Okay. So, I'm sorry. Can we, I include on his list? Whose list? Does he talk about beer? Yes. Yes, he does. And that's all. It takes time to make Right. It takes time to make beer. So, um, right. Not much of a shot. Mr. Herman. Right. Okay. So, let's go to our next thing. Okay, um, I, I thought we were good. this was going to take less time than it did. Uh, we ran through this, but okay, our next thing to talk about is sake, or however you pronounce it. Okay, sake. That's how we can't pronounce it, sake. Okay, so sake, this is again an old screen we have, which is, it's the same, all alcoholic beverages are made the same way. You start with something that creates your sugar, in this case it's rice, you turn it into alcohol, and then, um, voila, then you have, you have sake. Okay, so sake is, it's, we call it a rice wine, which is to say is you, you make the alcohol, um, and um, it takes about 30 days. Yeah, there's a really unusual way that they make it, a whole special, very specialized process. Um, it, instead of what we call yeast, it uses something called koji yeast. Okay? For us, right now, it's not relevant, important what that is. For today, that's not important. Uh, and we're going to talk about the different parts of the question about whether you can eat sake, and um, the reason why um, is not here is because of that, a lot of what you're about to hear uh, just about everything you're about to hear is Chazar Sashir from Akiva. Um, so I said, Akiva, you know, I don't know if you want to come listen to me repeat your terror. So, so I'm going to tell you a lot of stuff, but really, Akiva, who, who's been to Japan to see the places, he took a course to become a certified sake professional. I, I know he knows pronounces that better. But whatever he is, um, okay, so let, let's go through the different things. Now, before we, I tell you the questions, there are th- going to be three questions. First, like this. There's two ways that people who make sake measure the quality of the sake. Okay? And that is like this. That is like this. The first is, are there any additives to the thing? Is it just the rice wine or is it other things? And what we care about is that they add alcohol to it or not. Okay? And they give these names to, 
I'll do what I can to pronounce it. The Junmai means the, the more pure. It doesn't have anything else added to it. Okay? There's a, there's a technical name, Arutin, if we pronounce that right, which has added things in it. You, you won't see that on a bottle. They don't write, this is garbage. Okay? They don't write that on the bottle. Okay? But if they're Junmai, then they'll write that on the bottle. Okay? And then the second part is like this. The, 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 from the, the, better one. the Junmai is the better. The, it's, it's more pure. It's just the rice alcohol. The, the other thing is, when you make sake, what's, what happens is, the only thing that ferments is the sugar. The starch turns into sugar and that ferments. The other parts, the oil, the, the fat, and the protein that's in the rice don't ferment. Right? The only thing that ferments is sugar or starch. Same thing. Sugar and starch, the same thing. So, the only, so what they do is, they mill off the outside of the rice. They scrape off, essentially, the outer layers of the rice to leave just the center of the rice, just the starch. Okay, the point being is, when you make with a, with, if you, the more you mill off, the better, the, the more pure it is. It's just starch without any protein, without any uh, fat into it, and it makes a better product. Okay, so the more you mill off, the more they scrape off the rice, the better it is. Okay, so the, 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 these, these things of your han jinjo and jinjo and jan jinjo, however you pronounce these things, the more you take off, those are different percentages that you took off, the more you take off, the better it is, which is say it's a higher quality. Okay? So, the second one is the worst. Which is the second one? Yeah, Arutin. That's the worst. Han Jojo? It's, 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 it's like a is the worst. There's two ways to measure how good it is. One is that they have added ingredients to it. That's the top group of those. So the Arutin is the worst, is the worst one. The second is, there's a different measure of the quality of it, which is how much of the outer layer of the rice do you take off. The more you take off, the better. The bottom, the lowest one you're right, is the bottom. That's great. The is the top. Right, so... So, for example, if you have a, 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 sake, a sake that's marked as, it's saying the bottom, it's Junmai Jingo, okay? That means is, that means is, there's no added alcohol, that's the Junmai part of it, and at least 40% of the rice was taken off, okay? So, well, that, that's what that title, when it says on the sake bottle, it says, this is Junmai Jingo, that means they're describing to you the quality, I, I know I'm pronouncing it right, they're, for, they're describing to you the, the quality of this thing, that, that's the quality of this rice, of this sake is the following, okay? Okay, when, when the, the, the way they, I'm mentioning one more piece that you need to know for the one, and that is the way you make the sake, everybody who makes it, almost everyone who Akiva knows about, every traditional person who makes it, is they, the rice is not cooked in water, the rice is cooked with steam. Okay, that's where the, the cooking of the rice happens in steam. Okay, it has to do with making a better product. Pure steam. Okay. Steam. Yes. So now, okay, so we, there are, Three things we have to think about. Um, three things to think about for whether a sake is kosher. The first thing is the ingredients. Okay? The ingredients usually are rice, yeast, water, and koji. Okay? Those ingredients we don't... And koji? Right. The koji helps break down the, break down the rice. And, it's, a koji? it's a kind of fermentation. It's a kind of way of making a fermentation. Okay? It's too complicated. They do it on wheat bread. Oh, how fancy we have to make, how to make a fermentation. It's this Chinese, food? Japanese, uh, no, 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 it's just a style. It's an ingredient. It's mold that comes off of a koji fermentation. So we just call it a koji bean story. So the, the it's, it's a Pesach question, not, not a year-round question. So the yeast comes from one place, there's one place that makes yeast for everybody in, in Japan, and these ingredients are assumed to be straightforward enough. Okay? Some of them, as I showed you before, and some of them have alcohol added in. Okay? There were those who argued that they're bringing alcohol from New Zealand, which could be made from dairy. Okay? The, the, Japan is not so far from New Zealand, relatively. Um, New Zealand's got a lot of dairy alcohol. 
Um, it doesn't seem like that's a real shot. The people who went there say that it's not real, that's not real concern. And the alcohol is, is not considered to be a shiloh. It's most, we assume it comes from beets or molasses. Okay. The, the other thing they could eat, but they could eat, they can't eat in, flavors into them. Okay, there's such a thing as a banga coconut, coconut sake. Okay? I'm not a drinker, so I don't know what to tell you. But um, there's such a thing as, flav- as flavors being eaten on. If there's a flavor eaten on, then obviously it needs hashkacho. Okay? But it would say that. That, w- that wouldn't be missing into it. Um, if it had a flavor, then that would, it would tell you what that is. On the other side, the other thing is equipment, which beforehand, that was a bigger deal. Over here, it's not such a serious concern. Okay? The, the, the process of making sake is so specific and so unique that it's not the kind of thing you can make wine in the same kale. It's nothing like that at all. Uh, and therefore, we're not so worried about equipment channels. Okay. The big question for Saki is Bishalakam. Okay. The big question is, is it Bishalakam? Because in order to make this, pro- this rice wine, you have to cook the rice first. Okay. You cook the rice, you end up with a big, basically you end up with a big pot of rice. Okay. Now you have the big pot of rice, now you turn it into this wine. So we have a big pot of rice, which is Bishalakam, so then, then um, the rice is Bishalakam, the, the, the drink you make afterwards should be awesome. Okay. So this there's a question. The first thing I say, there's a question. There's going to be four potential reasons why it's not Bishlachim. Okay, you, you guys are too smart for me. What can I tell you? Okay, four potential reasons why it's not Bishlachim. Okay, the first one is, why are we talking about in this simon? In this sif? And that's because, I told you, by beer, the reason why beer is not Bishlachim is because the, the, the beer is considered tuffle, the the... the Barley is considered tuffle to the water, okay? Or the barley is not oil shukum, or the beer is not oil shukum. So, it, it, uh, seemingly, you could say the same thing about the sake also. <laughs> Maybe the sake should not <coughs> should be considered mutter um, because it's tuffle to the water. It's part of, it's part of what makes a liquid beverage. What's the side of the head? What? My beer, when is the bishaka dictum? When you warm up, when you put it to the water? When you cook the barley? Okay, but, but then, but you know, so then the barley is not bishlak, it's mutter, and you cook it, so the ikar of the water. Over here, taking an active potential, could be also already. That, that, that's that's exactly what you're saying. Which is, it, it's not the same. It's not simply not the same. That's correct. Though. It's not the same because over here, you took the pot of finished rice. Okay, you took the pot of finished rice, and and now you did something else with it. So you took a tray of rice, the rice with bishlak, and you did something else out of it. As opposed to in the beer, the, in the beer, the, the you cook the barley in water. And then that, you use the water, you're taking the water out of the thing. You need 50% milled rice. We'll get that in a second. Okay, that's good. We'll number four. We'll get that in number four. We'll get that in number four. Okay? But, but the, so, so the, the, the argument to say that it's the same as the beer is not so strong. There are those who have argued, um, I, I, there are those who argued that it's one big process. Today I cook the rice, and tomorrow it turns into into uh, sake, and that's one long process, and since it's one long process, so I didn't make rice, which is usher, and then turn it into liquid wo- uh, sake, which is mutter, but I just did one big process, okay? It, it's, it's a weak argument in this case, seemingly because it's not, one, it's not one long process. You make the rice, and then, you know, you take the pot of rice and you go do something else with it. Not, it's not like if you put it into a machine, then you put it on the left side and come down on the right side, and it's finished product. Okay. So, the liquid, this is not, not seemingly not such a great head. Okay, the second is, um, a much more meaningful head, which is, I told you, all the rice, they always cook it with steam. Uh, they always cook it with steam. Many hashkafas, seriously included. 
say that if something's cooked with live steam, it's not a problem with Bishlakim. That's it, it's a variation of Ishun that the Shukhanov speaks about. Um, and therefore, it's in the book. And therefore, it's more to, so that's also in the book. Very good. I was about to say that. The chapter 45. Very good. So we spoke about a similar cooking gimel, halachi gimel, but by Ishun over there. So you can read that all about over there. So I'm not going to repeat that. But that's a, a, a very reasonable uh, reason for why it should be motor, which is it's always cooked in live steam, so you're off the hook. Okay. Number three. Number three, specialized equipment. Okay. In chapter 13, over there, which is in Halacha Gimel, we spoke about, Ramosha has a special, sh- has a shita that says that when you do cooking for something in a non-personal way, meaning in a factory type setting, and you do it in kalim that are different, very different from what you have at home, then that's not Bishalachim. Okay. You, you, you can go listen to that tape or read chapter 13 to find out why. Okay. That's what Ramosha said. If it's made in specialized kalim, then it's okay. So, over here, the traditional way, the traditional way to make uh, sake is in a wooden pot, okay? And this wooden pot's got holes in the bottom of it, and the steam rises up through the bottom of these holes, and it cooks the, the rice that's sitting inside of there. So, I, everybody would, it's on, it's raised up because underneath it, the steam is rising up, it's supposed to rise through the bottom of this thing and cook it. So, Everybody who looks at that says, yeah, that, that's, when Ramosha said he did in special kingdom, that's special kingdom. No, no per person has a wooden pot with holes in the bottom of their house, okay? That, that's not, that's not a, that's unusual. That's what Ramosha had in mind. So those who are Samachan Ramosha, or, for example, the OU, who Samachan Ramosha together with steam, they were good. They said, that's not a problem. They, they wouldn't have been Samachan steam by itself, but steam with, with this thing of specialized kingdom, they were fine with that. But that's only how some of them made. Other sake is made in a, in a stainless steel pot. Okay, and the stainless steel pot's got holes in the bottom of it also, so the steam could rise up through it. Okay? Well, that, um, the Israel chef, Akiva Israel chef, about that, he said, he said no. He says, that's basically a steamer. Okay, I don't know if you, if you have at home, you have a steamer. Okay, it, that's what it is. It's a pot with holes in the bottom of it for steaming vegetables. Okay, so he says, it's basically just a big steamer. That's not considered specialized gamer, just a big version of what you have at home. Okay. So there's this one that looks funny enough? No, is it, is it <laughs> different, is it different from what you have at home as opposed to just being bigger? Of course, they have a bigger pot than you. What is, so in your house, you have that same pot. What way does it have to be different? It, it's, I don't have a specific thing to tell you how it's different. It just has to strike you as being different. So the wooden, this wooden pot with holes in the bottom of it, that's nothing like you have. You know what I mean? So this metal pot, the, the, the stainless steel one... Is about potato chips? No, nothing to do. It's not a printed chuva. It's not a printed chuva in English motion. No, it's a different thing. You, you, right, you'll read chapter 13 again. Okay, so... so <laughs> Okay, so, that's right. But that, today we're doing a lot of that. Okay, now, the other thing is, but there's a third, there's a third way to cook it, and that's the more commercial way to do it, which is on a conveyor belt. Okay, they put it onto a conveyor belt, and they pass it through a tunnel, and in the tunnel, it gets steamed in, in there. As it passes along the belt, that it gets steamed in there. As you can imagine, that's much more efficient and much more commercially viable than one of these kind of things. This is, this is how you do it traditionally, but if you want to do it... Um, Commercially, then you do it in, in the conveyor belt. Um, we assume that the conveyor belt is qualified for a Moshe's special kalim. Okay? So then, this, was, this is all going on. The reason why I'm going to mention Rabbi again in a second is that this was all going on. Um, Akiva was about to speak about this at a, some kind of a cautious conference. I don't remember exactly wh- why it was. Um, so the day beforehand, um, he, he wanted to finish up these points. He spoke to a Shechter. So he said to him, what do you think? If I go to the store and I buy one, and again, this is not for hashkacha. If you're giving hashkacha, you'd say, is it in the wood container? Fine. Is it in the stainless steel one? No good. If it's in the conveyor belt, it's okay. But what about me, the consumer, walking into a store? And what, I don't know what, how they made it. So Shachta said, um, if you want to read it, 
Um, if you could read that quickly, he said is that the assumption is that if you're buying a uh, product, particularly in America, coming from Japan, then you're probably getting something from somebody who made it commercially, uh, who made it in the in the with this conveyor belt type of system, where you could assume that it's qualified that it came in the specialized kalim, and there's not a problem with Bishlak and Sebi Okay. Now, our last reason. I know you finished reading by now, right? Okay. So the very small guys and the very big guys won't have a problem. Right. It's not in between people. What that would be, so, again, what Rav Shachta is saying is that's going to get to us if we'd be given Kashkocha. You have to watch, pay attention. If the OU would be given Kashkocha, they have to pay attention to which way it was made. Um, but for the consumer, he said, don't worry about it. Now, the CRC pump would not worry about it because we would have been monitored no matter what if it was cooked in live steam. But he, he the OU will only do it if it's steam and specialized kale, so then he would have to pay attention if he was given Kashkoch. Okay, now, the last factor is, um, the other part of what Tyson says is, is this Eulah Shulchan Now, the question is not whether the Saki is Eulah Shulchan The question is whether the rice, when it was cooked, is it Eulah Shulchan So, the Saki definitely is Eulah That's a question. Once it gets to the sake state point, okay, you know, that's a good question. That's a good question. I'll say it's not. I'm not sure. It's a, you're saying is if the finished product is, then we, then we maybe have uh, a. Then we would we consider that it is early shochem lachem. I'm gonna put that on the side. I don't. Well, remember, I told you. Remember, I told you. Remember, I told you that in order to make sake, you scrape off the outer layers of the rice. Okay. In fact, some companies use specialized sake rice, not your regular rice that grows with a lot of starch, these small little pieces that grow with a lot of starch, but even the guys who take regular rice, they scrape off all the protein and the fat. So if you think about it, what you're doing is you're taking away the, if I can use the word, the tastier parts of the rice, and leaving just the starchy parts of the rice. So there were those who argued, and they said, this rice that you're going to be cooking in the pot, you're not cooking plain rice. It's not a pot of rice that you have in your house. First, you scraped off all the tastier parts of it, leaving behind just the starchier parts of it. So... Chances are that rice is not going to be Ola Shachalachim. You wouldn't serve that kind of rice to somebody because it doesn't taste like good rice. Again, you've scraped off good parts of it to leave just the starch. Um, that was a, so there was argument to say it's not Ola Shachalachim. So, when um, he went to Japan, um, when he was in the factories, he tasted the rice. Okay? He tasted the rice coming off of the... the, the when, when it was in the rice stage, when it had been cooked into rice, before it had been turned into sake. To say, is this product, that, is this rice that we have over here... After it was steamed, is it Eulah Shachlachim? They scraped off all the... the I don't even remember. Maybe they made it Bishri, so I don't know how they... How he made, why did he taste it? What did he say? Oh, that's right. Because it was Mutter, because it was steamed. That's true. That's true. It was Mutter him because it was steamed. But the question was, but the question was, is it Eulah Shachlachim? Okay, is it Eulah Shachlachim at that point? So he tasted it, and I tasted it. He brought some home for me. He tasted it, and it was awful. Okay, it was pasty and disgusting, dry and awful. I mean, he said, no, no one ever served this stuff. You had no regret. So, wait a second, wait a second. <laughs> so he said, no one ever served this stuff. What? Wait, I don't, I'm getting that. He, he said, no one ever served this stuff. This is not possible. This is Eulah Shachlachim. But, that's what he said. It, it was like, it tastes like rubber. Okay? What happened? But, but, to which, Rabbi Cooper, who is the OU Mashkirch in Japan, who, he was in Ertishol, he's an OU Mashkirch in Japan, who took a kiva around to see these places, um, he said to him, he said, no, you're not making an, uh, an honest judgment at this point. Because, the people, when they cook the rice to make sake, they only cook it kamacha ben drusayi. They don't have to cook it all the way. They only have to cook it. They're not cooking it because they want to eat it. They're cooking it so that it can work for the next part of the process. Now, the thing is, if you cook food, if a guy cooks it kamacha ben drusayi, it's usher. The food is usher. Even though everyone understands that kamacha ben drusayi, 
It's not oil of shochem Food that's partially cooked, you don't serve it in a shochem lochem. That's obvious. The answer is, what it means is, you have to do it, you have to, if you, the guy cooked the kamechel ben jusoy, think about what it would be if you would cook it all the way. Is this food, that extra part that has to be cooked is considered like a little, not like getting salt. You just have to do a little bit more, then that's considered that the, that the guy cooked the food, which is oil of shochem lochem. Even though in the form, when he walked out the door, it was only kamechel ben jusoy. So Rabbi Kuber said, if you want to see if this stuff is really oil of lochem, don't taste it in its partially cooked form. Finish the cooking and then taste it. Okay? So that's what he did. So Akiva took the, the rice that he had brought back and he finished off the cooking. He finished off the cooking. Um, and we tasted it as the Rabbi Reese. He brought it to Rabbi Reese to taste it. And it was perfectly fine. It tasted like perfectly fine rice. Okay? It was, it was 100%. There was nothing wrong with it. So Rabbi Kuber was correct in that, in that assumption that said, is you're, the reason why to you it tastes like rubber is because you're tasting it... Um, when it's Kamechel and Jusoy. And so that means that even though they scraped off these outer layers, there was nothing wrong with the rice. The rice was perfectly fine. Uh, in which case, which is to say is that this tzad, to say that it's not Oyer Shechem Lochem, that did not fly. Okay? It did not, it did not turn out to be uh, a reasonable chashash. So for us, the reasons to say that it's mutter is either we would be mounted just stam because of this thing, uh, the, the specialized equipment, we're not sending on that by itself, um, but others are sending on those bits here. So, so just to, to summarize what we stand with the, with the sake, um, that if the, unless someone adds flavors, they would notice if they're flavors, then we say they're all recommended, they're all okay. Um, the people who want to be extra careful, excuse me, would get the better versions of it. I remember that all the Japanese words, <coughs> the better versions of it, the, the hanjazo, jinjo, whatever, um, some of those better versions that we have reason, that there's, reason, there's nothing added to them, and there's more script of it, some of those veterans have an advantage, but really all of them um, would be okay.